Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown show. A show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. This is a podcast that connects with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosses of their intersectionality and creating change. May is Lupus Awareness Month. Across the planet, people are putting on purple to spread the word about this autoimmune disease. Lupus affects many people, but mainly women, especially women of color, most often between the ages of 15 to 44 years old. Symptoms of lupus include extreme fatigue, hair loss, that infamous butterfly rash across the face, joint pain, swelling in hands, feet and fevers, and so much more. In the metro Detroit area, individuals living with and their families find support, encouragement, and inspiration as lupus warriors. Through Lupus Detroit, a nonprofit organization founded by Sharon Harris, warriors find more than support. They find family. Lupus Detroit hosts regular support meetings, offers financial support, holds an annual walk, and a gala each year. Join us today is a member of Lupus Detroit, one of those lupus warriors, Johnetta Smith. Johnetta, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for being with us this Lupus Awareness Month. Hi, Michelle, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to get on here and really speak about lupus awareness and what, how it affects our community and how it affects our women of color. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, and that's what many people know. And I do know, and be, you know, that there are men who have lupus. There are... Um, People of color, I know many people in the Latino community, there are people who we know who, I mean, most, I think, notably people know Tony Braxton has uh, lupus. I mean, there's so many people, some people who you don't know because it often isn't, like, really visible. Many people who have lupus go a long time before they get that diagnosis. They don't know what's going on, and they go to a series of doctors before they find out. How did you first become and know about lupus, and how has it impacted your family? Well, I can remember um, a long time ago when I was a kid, my mother, she used to raise money. She used to bake zucchini bread for the Lupus Foundation, and she used to do, back then they had like the armchair races. 
So even back then, you know, it was it, it affected my family. We didn't know what lupus was. Nobody, no one in my family had lupus. You know, all we knew was that my mother, she was really strong and fundraising for it and, and um, working for that particular charity. Um, and that was just something that she really believed in. Never in a million years did I imagine that it would directly affect my family in such a way. Um, I am I am the mother of four kids. I had three girls and one boy. Um, my oldest, Antoinette, uh, my second daughter, Tynesa. I had a son, Anthony. I have a son, Anthony, and then my last daughter, Bailey. Well, my second daughter, Tynesa, was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 22 or 23 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in 2014. Um, it was super aggressive from the beginning. It took a year for her to actually get diagnosed. You know, it's just suddenly she just started to get, she, the fatigue and things like that was always there, but, you know, it it started becoming aggressive to where she was constantly going to the hospital and, you know, stuff like that. So it took from the first time, because when she, when she first went in, she we found out that she had had a stroke and mm -hmm. it paralyzed her on the right side of her body. Um, from there, it took a year for them to actually diagnose her with lupus. Um, so in that year, we struggled and we fought to try to find out what was wrong. You know, all the tests, all the different doctors and everything. And then, you know, after that year, they came to us with that diagnosis. Wow. So that's how we found out, yeah. Did you ever and find then, out why was your mm -hmm. mother so connected to lupus, you know, baking the cakes and stuff? You know, I never found out. I just knew that it was one of those things because my mother was an elk member too. So uh -huh. it was just one of those things, and that was the only charity that I ever knew she participated with. It was the Lupus Foundation, and every year we used to shred the the zucchini, and she would make the little small petite zucchini breads to sell and donate the money to the Lupus Foundation. Mm. It was like she was paying it forward for your daughter. That's exactly what it, what it was like. Yep. Wow. Yep. And, you know, back then we didn't even know what lupus was. And what's so, what's so crazy to me is a lot of people today still don't know what lupus is. And the startling thing is people are walking around with the symptoms and everything and have not yet been diagnosed from the face rash to the fatigue to the uh, low blood platelets, you know, just all types of things, you know. So what I definitely encourage is, if you feel unusually tired or if you feel unusually cold 
and it's something that's just out of the, that's just not normal for you, go and get checked out, get tested, make sure that that's not one of the things that's attacking you. You know, yeah, and I know because I've talked to many lupus warriors, they're part of discovering that diagnosis. Um, how hard was it for you to find a doctor who heard you, who heard your daughter, what was going on with her, and said, let me look at lupus? Well, once we... Once we actually got the diagnosis, it wasn't hard finding a doctor. Mm -hmm. However, it was extremely hard keeping them. Mm -hmm. So um, my daughter, she had, um, um, she, uh, she, she had the systemic lupus. So it attacked right off. It attacked her blood. Um, it attacked, we thought it was attacking her kidneys, um, and it attacked her heart. Um, her blood platelets, where the normal person would have 400 to 500,000 blood platelets, she would only have 2,000, 3,000 blood platelets. So she had to go and get chemotherapy all the time, and she had to go and get uh, blood transfusions and platelets all the time. Um, once we got a good doctor that was really, you know, he they were on top of her treatments and, you know, all of that, all of those types of things, he left DMC and we could not find him. So wow. then we had to pretty much start all over with the treatments and everything and the different medications. And, you know, those medications are really harsh on the body with the steroids and the, the chemo. And, you know, it, this, the, what they use is really harsh on the body. Mm -hmm. So to have to keep going through that over and over again, you know, to feel like a guinea pig and start all over and everything because each doctor pretty much had their own different treatments and stuff like that. You know, it was just hard trying to find, a, keep a good doctor, you know. So that that was our main issue. You know, you could find uh, lots of doctors. You know that, and then they tell you that it's it's similar to osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and those types of things. So, a lot of the doctors were treating her as if she had arthritis, um, as opposed to treating her as if she had lupus. So mm -hmm. it's just coming into the new the new treatments and things like that. You know, it was almost as if lupus was a brand new disease. You know, like mm. it was just like it, it was just fresh off the press. You know, a lot of the doctors knew about it, but they didn't know about it. You know, so it it was crazy. So it it was it was it was difficult to find and keep a good doctor. Mhm. Mm how did that impact your entire family? Like I talked to someone who said, you know, like, I mean, I know that some people with lupus 
members who like, you know, being able to work, they might not be able to work, but then their family has to be not a, a combination of caregiver, but also helping it. I mean, you talked about yourself, your siblings, how did it impact your family? I mean, did it like, did you guys like form a wall around her and like, we're going to fight this? Oh yeah, we did. We absolutely did. It it was it bought it brought us closer. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I, you know, it it did. It brought us closer, and it 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 made our family aware of what was going on, and it gave us something to fight for. Mm-hmm. You know, like we after that. You know, that's when we started uh, researching and learning about all the different lupus foundations and, you know, all of the different charities and the support groups and all of that kind of stuff for lupus. But we only found one home, and that was Lupus Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the things that in talking to, which I'm, you know, you and I briefly had talked about the founder of it, Sharon Harris, and how, you know, how she had worked for a foundation that did research and all like that. But that was one of the things that she saw that, you know, sometimes you need more than, you know, to give to research or, or to find out about that sense of being supportive of each other. And I've gone to some of the lupus meetings and I've gone to the walk. And there's such a great sense of family. How did you find mm-hmm. Lupus Detroit? We found Lupus Detroit when my daughter was diagnosed. When she found out she had lupus, um, she she jumped right in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if any if any kind of walks or any functions or events, fairs, anything, she was there. And she rallied the family up and, you know, she she demanded the support of the family. And, you know, we tried to get out there and, and do a lot of the stuff with her. And I don't care how sick she was. I don't care how tired she was. She got out there. She got out there and she joined those walks and everything. So when we found out about Lupus Detroit, you know, she, she just told me, she said, Mommy, you know, she was like, these are people just like me. And mm-hmm. they have the same symptoms that I have. And I can talk to them about how tired I am. And I can talk to them about how I look and how I don't look sick. And they know what I'm going through. And, you know, she said, I've never not one time heard anybody in Lupus Detroit say, well, you know, that's just you being lazy or or that's just, you know, just being negative about it or anything like that. She said they understood, you know, and through Lupus Detroit, through them, she got a better understanding of the disease, the the different, you know, experiences and, you know, all of those types of things. And she got to share a little bit of hers. Mhm. You know that's one of the things. Like I said, that's so amazing when you go to the support meetings. I mean, there was a. I remember going to one, and there was a lady who was talking about something that she had found that she could wear to be in the sun, but it wasn't really heavy. 
And another lady was like, oh, thank you. I've always wear these big, heavy sweaters and how uncomfortable it is. And, you know, it, and it's just like, and what to eat and what to do and people sharing their stories. And like you say, you it's not a pity party. I mean, mm-hmm. you go to those support meetings and you come out, you know, feeling inspired. You know, it's like, wow. You know, they're so, mm-hmm. so strong in supporting each other. Absolutely. The the one thing I've always said about Sharon and Lupus Detroit is Sharon brings awareness to the person and not the disease. Mm-hmm. She 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 brings awareness to the disease but not in that aspect. She highlights that person. She uplifts that person with the lupus. And she don't just make it just about the lupus. She makes it about the people with the lupus. Mm-hmm. You know, I've and out of all the organizations and stuff that we've attended and everything else, you know, this is the one that that really supports the per the person. You know, everything that they go through, like. With my daughter, she with with her lupus, um, it was hard for her to keep a job, and she was too prideful to go on disability. Hmm. She would not do the disability. So you know she and but then when she would go in the hospital, she would be in the hospital for weeks. So it was hard for her to keep a job. They would let her go. And then she would get out of the hospital and she would immediately go off to find another job. Mm-hmm. Well, with with this organization, they raise money to help support people that have difficulties making ends meet and, you know, um, have difficulties getting transportation to the doctor's offices and need somebody to talk to and all of that kind of stuff. It's not all about the research. It's not all about the hospitals and it's not all about raising money for lupus awareness and stuff like that, but it's raising money to help the actual person with the lupus. Cause we can raise money for research and all of that kind of stuff. We can raise millions and millions of dollars but it'll still never touch the people that suffer from lupus the way that we need to that we need it to touch them. You know, we need to raise awareness in the communities and stuff and we could go out and we can raise money for research and all of that kind of stuff, but the communities never know about lupus. Mm-hmm. So we need to get that awareness out there to where it matters you know, to where somebody that has a rash on their face, you know, or somebody that, that has the blue fingertips and all of that kind of stuff from the symptoms of the lupus, they don't know what it is and they don't know what to, what to tell the doctor or even if they need to go to the doctor. But lupus Detroit is out there raising awareness and getting these people in these doctor's offices and getting that diagnosis so they can start on that the new path, the path to healing and dealing with it. You know, it often seems like in the different people that I've talked to, 
once they get that diagnosis, you know, once they know this is what's wrong with me, it almost is like it lights a fire under them. Like I know uh, I talked to one woman who, I mean, she found out, and then when she was in the hospital, so now she tries to go and visit people in the hospital to talk to them. I talked to uh, one woman who was, like she said, she'd been in the hospital all along, and when she came out, like, shortly before Christmas, and she said, Lucas Detroit made sure her family had Christmas, you know, not just stuff, like food and things. And Mm -hmm. I've gone to walk with someone, and there was someone who was at the table, and she had just got out of the hospital that morning but she knew they were going to do the walk and she had said that she would work that registration table and there she was it's sort of like okay I know what's wrong with me and mm-hmm. you know they're on fire yeah yep my daughter she used to tell me all the time she said mommy I'm fighting for my life every day mm-hmm. And that was one of the most scary things ever. But I saw the fight in her when she would arrange, when she would go online and find out about the different events and stuff that lupus, you know, that was going on for lupus and to bring awareness for lupus and all of that kind of stuff. And she fought hard to get it out there. You know, there would be times where, you know, she could barely move and when she was in so much pain and she would be out there, you know, walking and, you know, holding up her sign and at the Lupus Detroit Fairs and all of that kind of stuff, you know, and she got out there and she did it. So when she was diagnosed, yes, it lit a fire up under her. And I, I I don't know if she felt that there or could or would be a cure. Or I just think that, or I don't know if she was just fighting for the next person, for them to be aware of what was happening and what people with lupus faced. Um, I don't know if I, if, I or um, Sharon told you, but um, my daughter's younger sister also passed away from lupus, Mm. um, the effects of lupus. So um, their father and my kids lost two sisters Mm -hmm. to lupus. Mm. Um, And uh, Tonisha, she was the second one. She passed away. She was 29 years old. And she just passed away this past December. Um, mm. It was, it, you know, lupus was aggressive with her too. Um, it attacked her kidneys. You know, she she had the same form of lupus. It attacked her kidneys. You know, she was another one that was fighting a good fight. You know, she was out there trying to raise awareness and raise money and things like that for lupus. You know. So when when we when we say you know like that fire, them two, those two, and you know my our lupus team is TNT for Tynisa and Tonisha, mm. you know it really lit a fire under this family, you know because 
it, you know, we didn't, we didn't imagine that it would ever hit us this hard, you know, and it did, it hit us really hard. And now we have to get out there and we have to fight and we have to raise money for, for people with lupus and, you know, we have to get out there and do our due diligence. We have to pick up where they left off. So now we carry that fire for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I know you and I know, what is it, the attorney Perkins, I mean, he lost his wife to it. And that's one other thing that the, your family, his family, give back to that lupus community to help find ways to be strong because it's not, like you said, it wasn't just both of your daughters, but you had your other children, you know, your whole family. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like affecting them. Into, and the fact that you stay strong in that and like, it's not like, oh, well, I lost two children, you know, you know, I'm, it's, you're not talking about you. You're still talking about that community and, there's another family who's out there who needs you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. they really need to be able to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it, I was, okay, so we did, uh, we did like a lupus awareness rally today at, um, at uh, my uh, ex-husband's school. You know, he's a high school uh, basketball coach. So they had like a lupus awareness rally at the school and um, Sharon and, you know, some people came and they uh, talked about lupus and uh, we raised money for lupus. And, um, you know, they talked about the effects of lupus and how you could participate and, you know, how we can register for the walk and things like that. So every month, Every month, um, we have something, some form of fundraising, some form of event to raise money for lupus. Last, Lupus Detroit, last month, it was a skate party. So we had a skating party. Um, This month, it's not only did we have the, like the, the high school pet rally, but we're also having a cabaret to raise money for Lupus Detroit, and that's on the 28th. So we get out here, and we work to do this, and we do all of these things leading up to that last event, which is the walk, and that's the grand finale. Mm -hmm. You know, so we get out there, we try to raise awareness for lupus, and we try to do... Um, everything to get the word out about the different events and things like that that the Lupus Detroit organization holds. So that way, um, you know, we can get the people out to that walk and they can learn some things and they can be aware of some things and they can know that this charity exists and that these people need them. You know, how do we, you know, this affects, I'm a black, you're black. This really affects our community. But, but like you said, there are people who don't know about it. I think it's great that they were in this school. I thought the skating party said sometimes you've got to hit people 
where they're at. But what other venues, spaces, do would you love to see them talking about lupus? You know, I, I immediately think of schools and churches, but where else do you see that it's so important that we know? And also, how do we educate the medical community? So, like, if you lost that one doctor, then you went to the other one that was like they were starting at square one. How do we educate them where if someone comes in that it, it's a high on their radar? I, and and that that's a really hard question because you know just like I said it's you know it's almost as if lupus is a brand new a brand new thing you know it's it's amazing to me how many doctors are so unaware of it and how to treat it and what to do with it and what doctors to refer you to and you know the those types of things. You know, it's, it's um, one of the things, U of M, they have like a, a, a lupus department to where they're really digging in and, and trying to figure out what's going on with this disease and how it's affecting people and the different people that it's affecting. So one of the things that I would definitely suggest is that when they do the uh, – when they do like the the test trials and things like that, and when they do the um, you know like the I can't remember exactly what they call them because my mind just went completely blank. But when they do like the research, the test trials mm-hmm. and stuff like that with people with lupus and stuff like that, we need to get involved in those. You know, we need to because it's already you know again like one of the young ladies said, you know it's already difficult for black women to get the medical treatment that we need already with not having lupus with anything else, anything from having babies all the way to um, cardiac care. You know, when lupus is in there, you know, lupus is definitely in there. And we need to talk to our legislatures and we need to talk to our representatives and things like that to fight for us to get the health care and the testing and stuff that we need for to diagnose these things. Because lupus, the numbers of, of women or even people, not necessarily even women, women, men, black women, Latino women, Mexican women, that has lupus has gone up in the last years. You know, it's, it's becoming... It's, it's a thing, and we need to make that known. That needs to be out there. So we need the news media. You know, we need these these places to come out to these walks and, you know, this type of thing to let people know that this is happening, this is going on. You know, these are things that we need to fight for. You know, maybe if we had, different research methods or or anything like that. Maybe we could save some lives. You know, maybe we can get different medications and, and, and stuff like that so that, you know, we could get medications out to these lupus patients and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a thing that we need to look into. So we, we need to be talking to our government. 
We need to be looking at some issues with like insurance and health and, you know, things that they're looking at. Why aren't you testing for these things in young black girls and, and Mexican girls and stuff like that? Because you know that it's higher in those areas. You know, those are things that we need to put on notice. You know, and it, it's so, because first of all, we already know that there's a disproportionate number of black doctors here. So we, but I talked to black doctors and they said, well, the amount of time that they spend on lupus in school is, you know, just like a, a blink of the eye. And so as we have more healthcare providers who look like us and know about mm-hmm. us, you know, you can make a difference. But I know also with Sharon's story, because she was at a, a, a historically black college, mm-hmm. and they they were just sending her to, you know, go go see the doctor, uh, and you know, and they they diagnosed her with everything imaginable. You know, it wasn't until she her mother she came home that then she found out. And you would think at a at a, a predominantly black university that, you know, that they should be on the lookout. So it's like we have to lift up our community's knowledge Mm -hmm. everywhere where we go about Mm -hmm. this disease. We absolutely do. We really do. And, you know, know, and to have that talk, you know, you didn't, like I said, you didn't know why your mother did, chose lupus, but that was it, but, to be able to, you know, we talk about having to have that talk about this, that, and the other, but, you know, we need to have that talk in our families about lupus, you know? We it's do. in our community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. It really is. And it's it's one, it's really, I've met so many people with that, you know, that has the, the lupus diagnosis since my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's people that I didn't know had it before. You know, you don't hear about lupus like you hear about cancer, like you hear mm-hmm. about heart disease, like you hear about diabetes, like you hear about kidney disease and, and those things. You don't hear about lupus that way. But the one thing I can tell you is lupus is one of the things that can cause each one of those things. So why aren't we having these conversations about lupus? You know, lupus is a deadly disease. You know, it affects a lot of people. And it affects people in ways that we don't think. You know, never in a million years that I that I thought that my daughter's heart would stop. Mm. Never, never in a million years. I I I I thought that my child would outlive me. Yeah. You know, and that that's with each and every last one of them. You know, and it's devastating to have to let go of a kid. You know, but it is. The struggle makes you want to fight to know because I I I questioned I questioned myself why didn't you know this stuff 
well, you only get as much education as you possibly can. You know, you can read any and everything. But if the majority of the doctors don't know what's going on, you know, and they're still researching and trying to find out exactly what it is or exactly how it affects the body and exactly how it affects the mind and the mental and, you know, the physical and all of that kind of stuff. If they're still trying to figure it out, we haven't even scratched the surface. Mm. You know, so we definitely need to bring awareness to this disease. You know, this is, you know, and I can't say that enough, lupus is real. You know, I used to hear, I used to hear people say, you know, because my daughter was tired all the time, and people mm-hmm. with fibromyalgia, and a lot of people that have fibromyalgia, that was a diagnosis that was misdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, and they actually had lupus. You know, so they and they called that the lazy person's disease. Mm-hmm. You know, well, lupus is one of those things. I saw my daughter struggle to get up and fix her daughter breakfast or whatever, but she got up and she did it, you know, and she was always so tired, so tired. And no matter how many vitamins she took to try to boost and the B12 and all of that kind of stuff to try to give her some energy, it just didn't, you know. So I think that they overlooking lupus, you know, and Mm. it's just one of those things that they just trying to say, oh, well, it's just really not that bad, mm-hmm. you know, or there, it, this is just overkill or something like that. But lupus doesn't affect people this way, you know, but they don't know because they don't talk to these people that actually struggle with it every day. They fight for their lives every day. You know, it's a battle for them to get up every day, you know, and for them to get up out the bed and just go to the restroom is a task for them every day. So they fight. They fight. You know, I look at I look at Sharon. I look at Sharon. And I've only you know, my, my daughter passed away in two thousand nineteen. You know, so we've been, you know, we've been dealing with the lupus really hard, you know, the lupus Detroit since 2019, but even before then, going to the walks and stuff like that to support my daughter. I look at Sharon, and, you know, Sharon has always been this super strong woman with lupus. And before, you could look at her and you couldn't even tell she had lupus. Mm -hmm. But now you can see the effects of the lupus on her. You know, and it, 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 it does something to me every time. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you could just see how the lupus physically eats at people. And we need people to know that this, we need to find something to help with this, something to to boost the research, you know, to get more research done, to 
to find out why it's happening. Is it something in the water? Is it something in the food? How was this brought about? What triggers it? You know, what, where do it come from? Is it genetic? You know, we need to know these things. We need to know these things so we can better educate our community, you know, to find out how we can maintain that, how we can contain it, and how we can cure it. But mm-hmm. awareness is number one. Well, you know, and I'll just tell you, I think that Sharon Harris is one of the strongest people that I know. She, she absolutely and, is. Um, one of the first times that I met her, it was like, and, you know, she's just talking, she had just had a stroke, and I'm going like, Sharon, she inspires me. But I think that the other thing that's so good, not only about her, first of all, because she founded this organization and she keeps on going. I mean, it's like, I mean, I see mm-hmm. people try to down, please, and she won't. Mm-hmm. But she brings you around there. And, I mean, you know, every time I'm on, especially when I go to the walk and I see these oh, whole families, like you said, it brings the families together. When I see the warriors who, you know, like I said, the woman just got out the hospital. She's just working the table, and you see that. Mm-hmm. There is such strength and such resilience. I mean, you know, whenever I feel so down, I think about that, and I think about, you know, well, what can we do? How can And also the part that it's like, how can we help one another? Because it is. It's more than, it's not just an organization, it's not just a support group. It's like a family. You get there, and people reach out to you. I mean, I've gone and not had a team, and someone said, oh, you're on our team now. <laughs> you know, I said, okay. Yeah. You know? But, but that, mm-hmm. that is just so phenomenal about Lupus Detroit. And, you know, the fact that people care about each other. It's really, truly about caring through the pain. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, um, you know, she, Sharon, Sharon is, I just don't have words to describe her. I really don't. But the one thing I can tell you for sure is, is, with everything that she's going through and all my other lupus warriors, if they can get out there and fight and 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 talk and and educate, so can I. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I mean, I think that you're amazing too because I mean, you've lost not one but two children uh, to this to this disease. You're there. I to me, you are part of your daughter's legacy. I mean, you know, or I mean, which is which is what you always think that your children are going to be part of your legacy, but you're part of of her mm-hmm. legacy. Yeah. You know, what do you want? If if what would you say? Not only about about both of your daughters. What would you want them to know about them, you know, that through all of this, what would you want them to know about your daughters? That they were 
fighters. That they were fighters. They were, I mean, these these two girls had hearts as big as this world. And they would do anything for anybody. And they fought through everything that they were going through to make sure everybody else was okay. Mm. They were fighters. And they fought hard. And they loved hard. And the one thing, you know, that I would like for people to know is that they fought and you know they they fought to bring awareness and they fought to bring they fought to identify and to to help and support other people with lupus you know and and you know they they did they fought hard you know they wanted people to know the struggle and what they went through and, you know, as far as, like, FMLA and job support and employment support and, you know, financial support and health insurance and all of that kind of stuff because they dealt with it all across the board. So the one thing that I would want them to know about those girls was that they were fighters mm-hmm. and they fought so how are you and your family doing? I know it's it's like a hole in your heart. And even though you, you're able to carry on this work, it's like a hole in your heart. And especially as we, you know, approach Mother's Day, how are you and your family doing? And what do you do when sometimes you all feel kind of tired because you're doing this work, you're holding on, you know, to fight for a cure for lupus, to raise awareness. What do you do to nurture one another? Well, for the most part, we stay busy. Mm. And we try to keep our eye on their legacy and in their perspective of things, you know, what we thought was important to them. And, you know, the, this organization was one thing that was super important. So when um, I started in 2019 or, you know, to, uh, to 2020, I started doing, because we, you know, we, we did the lupus walk that year and it was absolutely, I can't, I, I cannot even describe the support and everything that we had. And that was like right after she passed, you know, in 2019, we did that walk and then in 2020. So my way of coping, you know, we, we dove into the fundraising. you know, but we also created things because I started making lupus awareness bracelets, Mm. you know, so I started beading and making jewelry for lupus awareness. You know, I would do the purple um, bracelets with the butterflies on them. And, you know, I, I, that's how I cope. 
And my mm-hmm. daughter, you know, she started making candles, you know, for the lupus awareness and the purple candles and, you know, the buttons. And, you know, we just really started to dive into like, okay, what would she do? What would, you know, we, we started doing like the skating parties and getting other people involved and getting the whole family involved and, you know, all of those. So we all lean on one another, you know, especially around the holidays because Tynesa was the one, you know, she got everybody together for the holidays <laughs> or she got everybody together for the lupus walks. And she got everybody together for the fairs and carnivals and barbecues and picnics. So we think about that stuff. What would she do? She would have a skating party to raise money for lupus. Or she would have a picnic to bring everybody out so we can all network and and, and support one another and everything for lupus. You know, she would go and she would pay for somebody's medication that mm. needed the money for lupus, you know, those are the type of people that they were. Mm-hmm. So for us coping and getting through it and helping one another through it is getting out there and getting busy in their names and their honor, you know, get out there and do these things because we know that they would, they would be out there the front line. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that there's some of the things that people need to know about Lupus Detroit. I mean, I love the idea. I saw that skating party. I thought that was great. Um, but you do different things. It's not like I said. I always tell people that lupus support groups are not a pity party. And when they come together, like, yeah, you have a skating party. You know, it's about living, living every day. I was at one mm-hmm. and sometimes and they had bags of food. And they said, well, I've got all this food. Don't nobody leave without any food. I mean, uh-huh. sharing clothing. There is an education fund where um, each year they give scholarships. Not just, and the, I love about the scholarships, because most of the go scholarships like high school kids going to college. But they give it to someone uh-huh. who has been fighting lupus and maybe is trying to get training on something so they can be, Go back into work. I mean, Absolutely. so they make the the they give financial aid so someone doesn't have to decide between food and the medicine that they need. I mean, there mm-hmm. are so many about this organization, and so like you said, you had a skating party. People had a good time, but that what you raised from there might put food on somebody's table tomorrow. Might might yes. provide for somebody's kid, you know, who, mm-hmm. I mean, and how, how important is that because, and I can't think of her name, when she was telling me how she'd been in the hospital and she came home and she said she felt that her, her son knew that there was this village of people. It wasn't just like my mom's got this disease. Yeah, her mom mm-hmm. had this, but it brought together this village of people that, encircled them that made that looked after them that took care of them and that is what lupus detroit is yep so that is what lupus detroit is mm-hmm. so you tell me about you the know, skating party. 
Mm-hmm. I know we're building up the, to the walk. What else do you have in mind for this summer? So we are in the planning stages. So we're trying to have a event once a month to support lupus. Mm-hmm. So lupus Detroit. And I have to make sure that I, you know, specify that because all proceeds from our fundraising goes to support Lupus Detroit, right? So we try to do something every month. So right now we're looking into the pizza kits um, or whatever for the month of May. However, I mean for the month of June. However, we do have a uh, cabaret, fundraising cabaret that we're doing on the 28th of May that all proceeds is going to support Lupus Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, you know, we invite you all to come out. The tickets are $25. Um, We'll have food to sell. Um, we'll have buttons. We'll have. I'm. I'm sorry. It's Saturday, May 27th. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, it's a cabaret to benefit Lupus Warriors. You know, for Lupus Detroit, and it's at 18600 Wilbert, and that's in Detroit, Michigan, and it's um, 48203. And I do apologize. It's twenty dollars per person. That okay. includes a raffle ticket. We're going to raffle off a basket. But that's our event for May. Mm-hmm. And is all this up on the Lupus Detroit website? All of it is up on the Lupus Detroit website, yes. Yeah, and some people need to have a website. And they have a Facebook page. All, all the things that you can go you can go see and to follow it and to know what's going on. And, um, Pam, do you know the phone number where people can call to find out about um, the monthly support groups as well as the event? The phone number where they can find out is, uh, and let me get that for you. The number for Lupus Detroit is 313-757-0371. You can also email them at info at lupusdetroit.org, and they'll email you with all of the events, all of the different information, and everything that's going on um, with Lupus Detroit. And, you know, one of the things that I know that despite, you know, things being shut down because of COVID and whatever, they engaged in some type of support throughout there. I mean, so it wasn't like, I mean, and that's what I love too about, I love what you're doing because I'm going to tell you, Sharon is also one of the hardest working fundraisers that I know. And it's great that people are are coming through, but she's always believed that as people knew and found out that it would come, but to make sure that people had what they needed, no matter what, you know, don't ask her because she always will say, you know, don't worry about it. You know, there will always be a check coming or people who have supported her who continue to support the organization so that they can continue to to take care of it. 
So are you mm-hmm. going to have a team for the walk? Is it going to be Team TNT again? Yes, it's going to be Team TNT. And you can go on um, Run To It, and you can register for the walk, and you can register under Team TNT, and you can make donations. Yes. Because, you know, I'm always searching for a team to join. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we welcome all lupus warriors, the family of lupus warriors, you know, anybody that's just trying to learn about lupus, you know, we welcome everybody. Everybody is welcome. And, you know, and I also, I have to tell people, and if you haven't been to a lupus walk, I mean, it ain't nothing but a party. I mean, it's like all these happy people. You've got your purple balloons. You've got uh, Sharon Epstein. Sandra Epps, who's painting on people's faces, butterflies. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, she does the kids first, but you have enough adults waiting. You'll, if you don't have a team, you'll find a team. You'll find a family who will walk with you. And even if you're walking by yourself, you'll see somebody or, or ease up there beside you. And next thing you know, you're not by yourself. There's music. Absolutely. There's mm-hmm. exercise. There's always a drawing. Um, yep. I mean, it, it's just like something that people should plan on, on going. If once you go, you're going to be hooked and you're going to come every year. Um, every year. Exactly. You're supporting a really great organization. You're helping to raise awareness. And mm-hmm. you're new family members, you know? Yep. Yep. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Lucas Detroit is a family. Lupus Detroit is definitely a family. And, you know, just like I said, when I first, um, you know, started going to the walks and everything, I found my home. But, you know, that that is just one of the things, you know, it is that's just one of the things they do. Like after after the, the uh, meetings, the support group meetings and stuff like that, you know, you don't find many support groups or whatever that feed you a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like they they heal the soul. You know, it's it's like they they go for everything. You know, they they heal the the entire person. You know, and they provide that support group. You know, it's just they are amazing people. They are and, they are amazing and, people, and I would be remiss to say to not mention that Sharon's mama's gonna be there. Is always there, and if you don't have a mama, you got one in her. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> yes, you do. You definitely yes, do. you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you know, like I said, I've got a whole second family. I mean, and I know that they'll check in on me. I mean, which is like amazing to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll be okay, you know. What can I do for you? She said, no, i got to check on you. I mean, it is just, like, phenomenal. Well, Johnetta, I want to thank you. Every time, like I said, Sharon, after the first couple of times that I talked to her, she said, no, no, you have to start to meet the lupus warriors and focus on them and let people know this family of people. And this year, you know, we were talking about it, and she was like, oh, I got the one for you. You know, and I said, okay, well, you just tell me. I thank you for making the time to be with me today. 
And for all that you're doing, I want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Um, you are. Thank you. Your daughter's legacy. And you know what? They got a lot of that strength from you. I, I, I can just feel it. You know, that they saw how you were right there. You rolled up your sleeve and it was like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, I mean, I can't wait to meet you. We may have probably seen each other at something, but I can't. I'm going to be looking for you in particular at the music. Okay. I'm going to try to make it to the cabaret. Um, I'm going to be looking for you there. But um, thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much, Michelle. I really appreciate this. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, you love on your family. Let them love on you. And you stay well. I want to thank my guest, Lupus Detroit member and Lupus Warrior mom, Janetta Smith. May is Lupus Awareness Month. Lupus affects women, especially women of color, most often between the ages of 15 to 44 years old. Symptoms of lupus include extreme fatigue, hair loss, the butterfly rash across the face, joint pain, swelling in hands and feet, and fever. Smith has had two daughters afflicted with this disease for which there is no cure. In Metro Detroit, individuals living with and their families find support, encouragement, and inspiration as Lupus Warriors through Lupus Detroit, a nonprofit organization founded by Sharon Harris. You can support Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio by following on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon.com. Current and past episodes of a show can be heard on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned as we continue to introduce you to more amazing individuals living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.